you've just tuned into that really swell podcast. The voice of all things themed entertainment. This week's episode is brought to you in part by the following. Introducing a new kind of antiperspirant spray engineered for the active theme park goer in you. Presenting Splash Zone Extra Dry. Splash Zone Extra Dry. It's not a thick crumbly stick or drippy roll-on, but a spray-on that lasts through the stickiest of theme park humid heats, keeping you smelling fresh and extra dry. Before I go to the parks, I spray it all over, and I mean all over. And now, even on the hottest of days, my one size too small gym shorts don't have that embarrassing uh, wet spot. You know the one, right? Why? Splash so extra dry. No, I don't use it. But when they're not looking, I'll secretly spray it on tourists who use the resort pools as a bath. Splash so extra dry. I use mine to spray down ride vehicle seats that are somehow soaking wet, even though it's not a water ride. Splash Zone Extra Dry. Splash Zone Extra Dry keeps you and everything else at the theme park smelling fresh and extra dry. Hi everyone, welcome to episode three of that really small podcast. If you're new, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. My name is Julie. I'm your host. I'm here with my very good friend and co-host Alex, aka Mr. Maker Mouse. Say hi to the people, Alex. Hi, but first, I just need to explain some things about that commercial. <laughs> That is the weirdest commercial. <laughs> it's just so weird and creepy and wrong and gross and ew. I mean, we, we, we can, we have to take our sponsors. We can't just not play it. <laughs> yes, our sponsors. Splash Zone Extra Dry, available <laughs> in a store near you. <laughs> Get it before you go to the theme park. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, that, uh, that uh, female voice. It's a pretty sexy female voice. Whoever did that. Yeah. Um, today's show, we're continuing our then and now season, and we're heading over to Epcot. Epcot! favorite Woo! park. That was loud, sorry. Over, was... over at Epcot, we're headed to Future World. I'm sorry. World Discovery. No, you were right the first time. World Discovery. It is going to take Alex 10 years to call it World Discovery, if he ever calls it World Discovery. You mean like Downtown Disney? and M- he, still, he still calls uh, Hollywood Studios and MGM, MGM Studios. Studios yeah. And yeah, it's, he doesn't like change very much. Um, today, we're going to be exploring the Wonders of Xandar Pavilion, the brand new pavilion in Epcot, learning all about the Zandarians. After all, Epcot's all about learning. Stop. See how excited Alex Stop. is right now? <laughs> There's nothing to learn about a fictitious world. Stop. Okay. No. 
We need to learn how the Zendarians live on their planet, and they are more than willing to educate us, and that's why we have that pavilion. You don't want to learn how they how they live? It's not real. Oh my gosh. Okay. But let's let's just appease Alex a little bit. Before Wonders of Xandar even existed, um, there was the Universe of Energy Pavilion. The the what now? The Universe of Energy Pavilion. The Universe of Energy Pavilion, it was an opening day pavilion, opened in uh, October 1st, 1982, when Epcot first opened. And um, if you see Alex has a little bit more pep, it's because he, he kind of favors this pavilion over the Wonders of Xandar Pavilion. I don't have much to say about it, because if you paid attention in our previous episodes, uh, in my younger years, I had no patience for Epcot. Um, it was kind of too slow paced for me. So, um, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> the Universe of Energy Pavilion had a slow moving dark ride exploring the world of energy. Um, I, I'll say, I, hold on. I'll say this. I'll interject really quick. Yes. I found the universe's energy when I was younger extremely boring. I really did. The first version? Yeah. It was okay. super long. It's 45 minutes, which I know you're going to mention, but... Wait, what? Yeah, it was 45 minutes. The ride? Yeah. It was, a okay, an actual moving vehicle? Yeah. Was 45 minutes? Yeah, but... Was it like like carousel of progress like it was like a rotating stage or something like how can you sit there for 45 minutes there's some of that like, there's some of that but we'll i guess we'll get into that but i i'm just saying right at this moment it was really long i found it really boring the subject matter bored me there was only one section in it that i enjoyed which was dinosaurs because what kid doesn't love dinosaurs they had a lot of dinosaur animatronics in there Okay, so what made up the the subject matter of the universe of energy pavilion? So we have dinosaurs. Mm. What else was in there that took up forty five minutes? Okay. What else did they touch on? All right, you want to get into like it. briefly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's forty five minutes. I can't do it. Briefly. I mean, just briefly, <laughs> briefly, please. We're trying to keep the show under forty five minutes. <laughs> Basically, it's the universe of energy, right? So they're talking about all forms of energy that were available to mankind. So from the past, present to the future. So you went through the dinosaurs because you were talking about how, you know, they created the oils in the earth and all that other fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. And then uh, solar power, wind power, sun, or solar and sun, same thing. Uh, I think water, water, I think was like Captain Planet, like Captain water, Earth. Wind. Fire. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Okay. Wind. It is Captain Planet. Okay. Okay. Now you're excited. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they went through all of that and it was pretty cool. But uh, I think the reason it took so long is because there were there were four sections to the ride. Three of them were films, and then you had the dinosaur section. Um, the rides vehicles were kind of like uh, the great movie ride vehicles. They're kind of okay. like theater seats. Mm -hmm. There were six of them. They 
sat, I think it was 80 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, each one sat 80 people. And they're huge. And all six of them were in the same location. So imagine a vehicle that can sit 80 people and there's six of them in the same location. That's massive. And then they were sitting on a rotating platform. So it would rotate to screens and then it rotated to a particular screen during the performance then the screen would drop out of the way and then you would go through to see the next scene that's it's like the way you're describing because again i've never been on it the way you're describing it it sounds like a hybrid between the great movie ride and the carousel of progress like kind of um you kind of say that yeah it was massive though that building is massive. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, so that you said that version you preferred because in 1996 it was updated. And I don't know about that. Ap- after 1996, um, it included Ellen DeGeneres and Who? Bill Nye. I'm not familiar <laughs> with that. I don't. They said hey, he refuses to acknowledge this updated version. I don't know what that is. Um, what is a Bill again, Nye? It's a, he's the <laughs> science guy. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, Beekman for Bill, life. Bill, Bill, oh, you're a Beekman. Beekman for life. <laughs> no, Bill Nye. Bill Nye is far superior. Yawn. Yawn. Have you watched Bill Beekman? Nye. Yes, I have. Come, I have seen Beekman. You've world. seen yep. Beekman, and you can yep. walk away from Beekman and say Bill Nye was better. Heck yeah! No. And so was his intro song. Oh no! <laughs> All right, and this is good. okay. Off topic here. No, okay, we need so. we need a new podcast. <laughs> Beekman versus Bill oh, Nye. Jeez. Okay. No contest. You're right, um. Beekman. You're right. So the universe of uh, did you experience the the refer um, the reimagined version? You did both. Yeah, I did both. Well, you. Well, the only reason I you know Ellen, Bill, they're fine, right? But the only reason I prefer the original is because I prefer the original vision. That was Epcot education. Now, the, the second one that came in with Ellen, it was still educational, sure, but it seems like every time these parks refurbish or upgrade, they water down their original vision more and more. Just look at it now altogether. We went from you learning about your planet and how to save energy to, I want to go fast again no learning about zendari a fictitious we'll get to that in a fictitious world i want to point out though on both versions of the original the dinosaur dinorama diorama right you call it dinorama so it was a prehistoric age you enter the prehistoric age you've got like 34 animatronic dinosaurs there all kinds it was awesome you're entering literally a jungle, like as far as the eye can see. They have a great little horizon in the background. It looks all very real. It's raining in there. It's thundering like and like real rain. Like they're dropping real rain, not on the people, mm-hmm. but on the animatronics. And uh, so you're going through. The dinosaurs actually notice you when you walk in. And they start mm-hmm. coming towards you and staring at you. That's kind of cool. <laughs> but there's one moment when you're going through. All the vehicles are going through or under this overpass cliff 
and you've got a Stegosaurus and an Allosaurus, which kind of looks like the, the T-Rex, right? Do they start fighting? And they start fighting. You've seen this scene a, a thousand times. No. Trust me, you have. You've seen it a thousand times. Okay. It's been in the 1964 World's Fair when Disney set up the, uh, what was it, the Sky, Magic Skyway for Ford Company. Mm-hmm. So he had animatronic dinosaurs in there. It was a Stegosaurus and the Allosaurus. Okay. And then, well, actually, that came from Fantasia. Fantasia has that scene of the dinosaurs fighting and it's Stegosaurus, Allosaurus, put it in the World's mm-hmm. Fair, and then they put it in Disneyland in 66. So they're there right now still to this day. If you take the, the train around the park, when you go through one of the sections, it'll show you they're there. And then Epcot had it. So they reused a lot of the animatronics from the World's Fair mm-hmm. to Disneyland to then Epcot. So every time you see that scene, it's like, I've seen this scene. It, to me, at least, I've seen it a thousand times. Like, I've seen this scene a thousand times before. It's really weird seeing it. But it was cool having that there. Were they, like, full-scale, well, full-scale oh, yeah. animatronic? Okay, well, so it I, I'm sure, no, no, no. I'm sure there was some, you know, trickery of the uh, perception of the eye. Yeah. And, and the, uh, that, but did they look massive? But they looked, like, when you were there. Yeah, like the uh, Brachiosaurus or the Brontosaurus, whichever one they, they want to call it. They would tower over the vehicle, like their long necks. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You would drive underneath them, and they're down, or staring down at you while they're eating and chewing. And they've got yeah. giant leaves <laughs> and grass coming out of their mouth while they're staring at you, like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> that is cool, huh? There were smells as well. You could smell the swamp. Oh, really? The whole place was okay. full of fog, which was another kind of cool thing where... You didn't really see the floor, so you couldn't say that you were on a ride vehicle because of the yeah. fog. Oh, that's cool. So you could smell the swamp. You could smell volcanic ash as well. They had that smell in there. It was impressive. Mm-hmm. That was the most impressive part of the ride. Anyone who got on that can remember that port portion of the ride. It was really fun. The rest of it is kind of where, unless you're an adult and you really appreciate <laughs> the <laughs> conservation of energy, I think that's where... It fell apart. Well, the wonderful universe of Energy Pavilion closed in 2017. And then Ellen, let me just say that Ellen was yes, basically was the same thing, except they brought in the humor with Ellen. The pre-show was Ellen. She was watching Jeopardy. She fell okay. asleep. And then she so was, it was like a dream? It was a dream. And then dream she sequence? was on Jeopardy. And it, the whole topic was universe, or excuse me, not universe, but energy. And she was failing the game. <laughs> so then the pixie Bill Nye shows up and says, let me take you through time. Disrespect. No, like like a fairy, like oh, a pixie fairy. He comes in with his magic Was he really a pixie fairy? No, he wasn't. I'm just saying that's how he kind of showed up. Because it's a dream, okay. right? It's a dream. So he kind of mm-hmm. showed up that way. So then mm-hmm. he shows up and he takes her through time to teach her about energy. So then they go through the dinosaurs and then they go through all the other films with them interjecting with upgrades to the film. And then she comes back and then she wins the game. So they did, uh, so the film portions were upgraded to include Ellen right. and Bill Nye. Right. And then there was also like, not a pre-show, maybe a pre-show? Yeah, that was that a pre-show. The pre-show, that? like, Right now with Guardians, where you see uh, Terry Crews, 
mm-hmm. do his thing. Uh, that's where you would sit, or not sit, but stand and watch Ellen fall asleep, Jeopardy, okay. yeah, and then they go through. Okay. Okay. But aside from that, the rest of the attraction was pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Like, aside the up, up, updated films and stuff like that, yeah. like they kept all the yeah. dinosaurs and everything. Yeah. I mean, there was a Ellen dinosaur. Ellen dinosaur. Ellen dinosaur. Now I'm picturing a dinosaur with Ellen's Dancing. hair. Dancing. <laughs> but there was uh, Ellen animatronic in there. I don't re- exactly remember what she was doing. I know she was kind of like hiding or fighting with a dinosaur or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, the ride or the reimagined ride, if you will, uh, had started having dwindling popularity right. and you know, whenever that happens, mm-hmm. not good news for the park. Yep. So um, the Universe of Energy Pavilion closes doors in 2017. And which brings us to Alex being very upset uh, <laughs> because now we get to learn about the Zandarians and how they live. They were kind enough to put a pavilion here on Earth to show us their way. Wow, you're just drinking all that Kool-Aid, aren't you? <laughs> it's interesting to see how these, um, the you know, the Zandarians. You know, it was like 20 people sitting in a room. Okay, so now we'll say that the Zandarians have like three sons and it's not real. Just making up stuff. This is amazing. <laughs> okay, so moving on <laughs> the uh the wonders of xandar pavilion literally just opened up um a couple months ago and um we get to learn all about the wonders of xandar and i am going to read this from disney's website no oh, please and... i can't wait to hear this <laughs> a world beyond belief begin your adventure by touring the galaxarium a planetarium like Exhibition showcasing the similarities and differences between Xandar and Earth's galaxies. You'll even get to discover some of the incredible wonders of Xandar and learn about their technology. Who doesn't want to learn this? This, put your hand down. This is amazing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, once you, okay, so just uh, Alex is very bitter. Because it's not universe of energy anymore, no, no. so he's it's actually he's gonna it's ch- a completely different reason. It's just he's going to check out for quite some time in the show. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't make sense. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna let you explain the the oh uh, cue, and then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll interject. Go ahead, explain. Okay, that. so hi hi. And the, in the pavilion, the pavilion is pretty big. Like once you enter the pavilion on the outside, you see a Novacore ship, like there, massive, huge. And then you have the the ride building. Which where is you cool. Enter. That ship is really cool. The ship is very cool. You get to see the front and the back. It's like a 360. I, I can be positive. Uh, I, okay, good. Positive. Uh, let's keep that up. So it's like, if you look around the entire ship, <laughs> Um, you get, it's not like it's just the front and the back is like nothing. It, it looks like it's an actual ship just there. Um, you know, whatever, if you can imagine that it's, yeah. it's, I know it's like not real, but if it was, you can imagine that it's to scale because the ships is pretty massive. 
So once you get inside the queue, inside the building, you enter the Galaxarium, the planetarium, if you will. What is so funny? <laughs> that made up word, it's nice. I like it, Galaxarium. Mm. Yeah, uh, you enter the Galaxarium. <laughs> Sorry, every time I hear it. And it is really, really big and pretty cool. And you look on the, like you look up and then you see all this, you get to learn all about the Zendarians and everything like that. And I don't know if we have any footage of that. We might. We will. But it looks really, really cool. And what's nice is that the show part, the show aspect, like if you're in the ride and it's a long line, I think it's like over a 30 minute show. So if you're in that section, um, it's not going to repeat itself yeah. until after that length of time. I'm, at, I'm not positive on that number, but I know it's really, really long. And it's nice because like you don't want to see a repeat of the same thing when you're in the queue. Yeah, there's tons of info. Uh, yeah, so that's it's it's really, really cool. And just the design of the building on the inside, it's it's amazing. Um, so. You get in there and then again, I'm going to read more from the Disney site because they are the best ones to explain this. <laughs> so just as you are about to reach the culmination of the tour, everything goes sideways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're called into action mm -hmm. to help the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. So they need you, okay? Mm -hmm. So they need you. What? So it's amazing that you are at the right place at the right time. They need you Go to help Golly. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Gee willikers. Join Rocket, Groot, Gamora, and Star-Lord on an urgent mission where you'll rewind, uh -huh. rotate, and head towards the action through an exciting space pursuit. Okay, so let me just say something here. In Disney's description, uh -huh. okay, they didn't mention Drax. No. They did not mention Drax That's in right. that description, but he's in the ride. Did you hear anything about, isn't the next Guardians movie Drax's last movie? Have you heard anything like that? Uh, is he as, not going to continue? As far as I know, that is correct. That's his last movie, but I don't see why that I'm would. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if it was intentional to leave him out of the description of the ride, but he's in the actual ride, so mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if maybe it, um, you know that that was intentional or not, but I just I thought about that. When um, you when you go through their stuff, anybody's stuff, really Disney, Universal. They make a lot of mistakes. You start to realize it may very well have been a mistake. And if they did it on yeah. purpose, then it makes no sense to us, the audience, why they would leave him out. Right. Because like reading that, I was like, wait a minute, he's not in there, but he's in the actual ride. And I know he's not going to continue the movies after this next one. And I'm like going in circles here. I'm like, was it intentional? Yeah. Whatever. Anybody that's watching us, he's in the ride. He's as funny as Drax can be. If I was from another planet, I would probably be from Drax's planet because I relate to him so much. It's just, he's my favorite. <laughs> anyway, all right, so. That's a whole other session. 
Trax is there and he delivers his jokes the only way that he can and he's amazing and he's awesome. Anyway, okay, so how do you ride this ride, right? Because anybody that knows anything about Disney will know that now <laughs> any new ride, when it first comes out, there's no standby wait. So you can't, you have to be a little bit more strategic when it comes to experiencing these new attractions. So with Guardians, you have a couple different options. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to wait for Alex to be upset at one of these. I'm, I'm just <laughs> waiting for it. Okay, so. That's my secret, Julie. So. <laughs> I'm always angry. If you, <laughs> he's, he's Hulk. <laughs> if you have, um, if you're familiar with the My Disney Experience website, you can like, you know, pick all your dining reservations, buy tickets, do everything Disney related on that site, right? Uh -huh. um, so if you want to get on Guardians of the Galaxy, you have to wake up in the morning, the day of your visit. Okay. You have the option to join a virtual queue, wow. which means you have to be on that app at like 6.58, or so and keep refreshing until like it activates at seven o'clock and these cues are gone within a matter of seconds i'm not even kidding um so you had to be on there exactly at seven at that part to join the virtual queue in no time whatsoever can i walk into the park and just go on the ride at this point no it's not a standby there are no standbys there is a virtual queue which you can wake up and join it at seven o'clock. But if it'll, um, the line, I mean, there won't be any more slots within a matter of seconds. That's so a no from me, dog. So if you're lucky enough to get one, if, um, if you're lucky enough to get one, mm. it'll give you a return time. It'll tell you uh, your number, your, your group 160 or something, come back at like 12.30 PM or whatever, so. But if you don't get a virtual queue, you have another option. Mm -hmm. You can purchase an individual lightning lane for the ride. <laughs> so uh, a la carte, if you will. Uh -huh. And right now, at the time of filming, okay? At the time of filming, the individual lightning lanes for Guardians of the Galaxy are $17 per person and you can kind of pick your time out of the ones that are available and but you have to pay for each member of your party to experience it wow so if you don't want to do that if you okay i'm giving everybody options here okay let's say you woke up at seven your party was not able to get a virtual queue and you don't want to pay 17 dollars ahead i get that mm -hmm. right and you're going to the park anyway, you really want to go on this ride. Mm -hmm. You have another option at one o'clock to you beat somebody down to take advantage. You beat somebody down and take their no. place. No. Okay. No. You know, my gosh, you'll get banned from the park for life. No. At one o'clock PM, if the you same get caught. process as a virtual queue. <laughs> the same process that you took for the virtual queue at 7 a.m. You could do it again at one o'clock PM. So you might want to get on Spe those apps at, at 12, one specifically. 58. So they kind of cycle through and then yes. it has to be at one again. Yeah. So my what I 
because of these times, what I'm thinking is they want to filter the first group of people in the first half of the day. Yeah. And then, you know, park hopping happens at 2 p.m. Right. So they want to give other people chance in the afternoon. So they want to clear all those morning virtual queues out before the afternoon and the next group will come in after 1 p.m. At the time of filming, you know, you have your virtual cues, you have your individual lightning lanes. Right now, standby is not an option for guardians, but um, my advice would be if you are going to Epcot and you want to experience that, to try to be a little bit strategic with it. Um, you know, research always helps, especially, you know, in today's day and age, it's like, all virtual yeah you know smartphones everything uh, you know it's even if you don't have a smartphone you can get online and do it you just have to like research your stuff ahead of time especially wanting to you know if you want to experience these new attractions if you're familiar with operating online and smartphones which some people just really are not then they got to call somebody right it's so complicated and then you also (laughs) well then you also have like um, cast members around the park. You have like little tents set up, like guest relations tents, things like that. And um, and if you notice, the lines for guest relations are a lot longer yeah. these days. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm I assuming mean, like a bulk of people, it, it's that situation. I don't know that you they've know, they done have- a great job at explaining this because there are still people who who are traveling internationally who come to the park and then they don't realize this whole system. Right. And either they can't mm-hmm. get into the park altogether because they didn't realize they had to make reservations or they yeah. can't get on a ride. And it's like, holy cow, right. they've wasted their entire vacation. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. I mean, but in those instances, like it's it's good to be kind also to cast members because you will have a cast member that understands the situation and they'll try to help you. Yep, absolutely. You know, like. They get it. It is a complex system. And for those that don't know too much about it or like Alex said, are coming from out of the country, you know, um, and they just because gone are the days that you could just get up and go to whatever park you want to go to. Like a lot of people are not familiar with the new um, system and just, you know, Universal Studios still does it. You can still go to Universal (laughs) anytime you want. I can go Universal (laughs) right now. Anyway, <laughs> Universal is another show. Um, by the way, if you guys want to connect with us in any way or have any complaints or want to just, you know, say something positive about the show, you can find us on our socials. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Find us on all the things. We will look at your comments. We will read your co- some of your comments on the show. I think Alex is, is a jerk and he should not talk as much as he does. <laughs> He doesn't like anything at all. How dare he tell people to go to Universal? I want to go to Disney and I'm trying to listen to Julie. He's telling me to go to Universal. I don't understand. <laughs> Find us on our socials. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Jeez. Reach out. <laughs> the um so uh, let's talk a little bit about the ride vehicles for uh, Cosmic Rewind. These vehicles are super cool. Um, they are manufactured by the Dutch amusement ride manufacturer, Vacoma. I hope I'm saying that right. Do you, are you familiar with Vacoma, Alex? I am not. Okay. So Vacoma is the world's largest in-house expertise centrum. 
That sounds very technical. And very let me Dutch. read this verbatim. It's where cutting edge engineering meets creative design and imaginative storytelling to create an experience like no other. So Vacoma manufactured the rides for um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And a first for Disney, which is pretty cool because um, Vacoma manufactured it this way. Yeah. It has the very first reverse launch. Okay, but Julie, I've been on Expedition Everest and it has a reverse part on that ride. Okay, this That's is what I was going to say. <laughs> this is completely different. So, on Cosmic Rewind, this is an actual launch, just like any other roller coaster will launch forward and then do its thing. This is a launch but backward and once you go backward, you keep going backward. <laughs> like it'll launch you and then the ride starts. But the ride vehicles were created in in such a way that they tilt and they move toward the screens that you're looking at. So the vehicle so like, itself, while the wheels are on the track going in one direction, the vehicle itself will swivel around. Right, right. And if you're... Okay, so the the show building is so dark, you cannot tell what's a screen and what's not a screen. Mm -hmm. It seems as if you're you're actually in space looking at these images, right? So the ride vehicle will move toward what you're supposed to look at. Right. So it's not like you think, "Oh, I have to look backward." It's going to like swivel you or move you toward what you're supposed to be seeing. And it will also like, it can go with the music. Like it's very, um, it's really cool how they designed it. That sounds like the perfect but combination. The launch was amazing. And that sounds like the perfect combination for me to carry a brown paper bag at all times when I'm on that ride. Because you're in the dark. <laughs> you mentioned that, but. <laughs> you can't perceive where you're at physically and then you're rotating and mm -hmm. moving forward and back. Well, it's not like, okay, it's not like spinning you like the teacups. Mm -hmm. It's a gradual rotation. I went on it, I rode in row 10, the very back row, which if you want speed, that's the row to be in. That is also the row where I started getting motion sickness. Mm -hmm. I'm not prone to motion sickness, but the ride, it's not a rickety ride. It's very smooth, but the ride is so smooth. And then the flow of like yeah. the the motion of the car, like moving towards these screens and the fact that you're, you know, your senses are all out of whack. Yeah. You're in the pitch black. Yeah, your body right? has the no ride, idea where it's at. The car is moving. Yeah. No, it's so smooth. You don't even feel like any, um, you know, you usually feel like a rickety roller coaster. You don't even have that sense to kind of like, um, take you away from all everything else that's going right. on it's so smooth it feels like you're like weightless so mm. <laughs> i would suggest taking dramamine or getting the one of the middle rows like if i ever go back i would get a middle row but after experiencing row 10 yeah. it would be like i would ride once and be done i don't know how people are riding over and over and over well, again <laughs> these are these people um, but, are what i like to call insane mad 
What, the ones that ride over and over and over again? Out of their minds. I heard, actually now we're talking about oh, this, geez. I remember hearing that Disney started handing out vomit bags. I saw some people, because like, you know, people post on like Facebook <laughs> and stuff like that, that uh, cast members cleaning up at the exit yeah, because sure. people were actually getting sick. Yeah, it's, Look, um, I, it's very... It, on my Oculus, there's this one game that I would play on the Oculus that you're flying a spaceship. See, even now when I talk about it, I haven't played it in like five years, I get <laughs> sick thinking about it. I get queasy yeah. because it just, it's topsy-turvy. Your body's, or your eye is perceiving movement, but your body is not. So here it's kind of like right. body and eyes are not connected because you, it's so pitch black, you can't see anything. I don't know if I could, if I wanted to try something like that. I would suggest for those who are prone to motion sickness, yeah. make sure you do not eat before going on that ride. Yeah, especially especially oatmeal. Don't have oatmeal. Oh, gross. <laughs> Chill. Dramamine will be very helpful. And if you can, kindly ask a cast member for one of the middle rows. You want to avoid first row. You want to avoid back row. Get a middle row. They're not as intense. Um, and you could probably withstand that a little bit easier. Mm. Having said all that, the ride is brilliant. I've never seen anything like it before. I've never experienced anything like it before. Even though I did get slight motion sickness, it was amazing. Like the visual aspect, the fact that they're essentially like smart car vehicles, like they will, you know, they don't want, the vehicles are manufactured in such a way that you're not gonna miss out on anything. Right. Cause it's gonna tilt you toward like the action. It's a really, really good ride. And if you're riding it multiple times, or if you have ridden it multiple times, or if you ride it and then ride it again in the future, it has different uh, soundtracks for the ride. Just like True to Guardians, how Star-Lord has his awesome mix volume one and two and whatnot. Uh -huh. um, there are six songs, uh, that will play while you're on the ride, which start at the reverse launch. So at the time of filming, your six songs are September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Disco Inferno by The Tramps. Uh-huh. And if you know anything about these songs, just imagine these songs going on while you're reverse launching and saving the planet uh -huh. and then you hear all the shenanigans from like the guardians uh, in the background and, and, um, and you're puking as well this is fantastic <laughs> oh! let's, this is my favorite song <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen conga by miami sound machine that's the one i got and that was amazing loved it oh my gosh it's so good because then you have the reverse launch and it goes -na -na, and then you're like go back really it's it's awesome which is weird because not a lot of people like the conga version maybe it's just me what other version that they don't like conga they like the other songs like oh, a lot of people like i hope i, I don't get this one that. really yeah Maybe it's 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 the Latina in me that I'm like, I want that one. 
Well, because they also you have know, everybody rules the world, right? Everybody wants to rule the world from and, Tears for Fears. Yeah. And I find that like, okay, I don't, that one's kind of lackluster for me. It's I don't not like, like roller coasters. I don't like roller coasters at all. I don't want to get on them. I can understand and appreciate if you're going to get on a roller coaster that's supposed to be fast. Why mm -hmm. would you want everybody wants to rule the world over Conga? Yeah, it seems and like every, I love yeah. that song. Everybody, I love it. I love. But Tears it's not fast. But it, it's not like it's weird. It doesn't get you in the. Um, you know how you have like songs that kind of like get you in the working out mood, yeah. like stuff like that. That's not a song that I want to like save the galaxy and go on a fast paced ride with. It's yeah. like kind of slow, you know. Welcome um, there's... to your life. <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> there's no turning back. <laughs> oh god i didn't get that one um <laughs> there's two more i ran from flock of seagulls that's a good one and this one sounds like it would be really good too one way or another from blondie right. that one sounds like it would yeah. be good so if you go on that right you don't know what song you're gonna get it's completely random and it the ride is so long you listen to almost the entire song for for the duration really? of the ride yeah and they announced i think a few weeks ago I mean, if you haven't that been able to tell i've not been on the ride obviously alex has not been on the ride and he will not uh, <laughs> we'll see um <laughs> so for the holidays they're actually gonna do uh they're gonna change the soundtrack for the holidays so they're gonna be doing um christmas songs for the for the guardians which which is pretty cool and um, they haven't announced what songs those are That's but they did announce they're gonna be doing kind of like an overlay if you will of um christmas soundtrack okay. for it which is it it's interesting to me because you think Guardians, you you think of like the awesome mix, volume one and two, you think like 80s and, you know, classic music like that. I would think, how can you incorporate Christmas songs that go with that, um, that like genre? You know what I'm saying? Like what Christmas songs would they think would go with that? Last Christmas. Oh, God, that one's slow too. That one's so like sad and... <laughs> God, that's not going to make me want to save the world. Goodness. What like, about take, uh, take planet Earth? I don't care. What about all I want for Christmas is you? From Mariah Carey? Oh, I don't see that happening. You gotta, you gotta think what Christmas songs were around when Star Lord left Earth. So like the '80s, right? what christmas songs were around well, then. It's probably, so that's what i would think if they stay true to theme that's what i would think i forget the name of the song but i'm probably uh run dmc's christmas time and hollis queens oh <laughs> that would be fun i like that that's I, a good one i'm pretty sure that'll probably be one of them that's a good one yeah, it's it's I when well whatever it is they'll probably announce it within the next few months because um all the holidays festivities start in November so they're probably working on that right now like what the soundtrack would be testing it out because they had to do that with the current soundtrack yeah. test it out and see how you know reaction went with with that and all that um, so being that Guardians is a fairly new attraction. I have a few quotes from the media from um, 
media that's actually experienced it. Attractions Magazine says, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Coaster is a hit. AllEars.net says, if you're interested in new technology, this ride is also for you. Mm -hmm. Are you not interested in new technology, Alex? Because AllEars says a ride for you. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure they do. Are you still bitter about Universe of Energy? No. Okay. (laughs) Disney Food Blog says, it feels like a combination of Space Mountain and Rock and Roller Coaster. Mm I can see that because Space Mountain, for anybody that has experienced Space Mountain, it's like you have tracks, they're like kind of short tracks that swivel back and forth and back and forth, like round and round. Um, it's kind of like that, except you're seeing like all these, you know, these, the screens, you know, uh, for the lack of a better word, but it's smooth like Rock and Roller Coaster. Have you been on Rock and Roller Coaster? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's smoother than Rock and Roller Coaster. Like for its time, Rock and Roller Coaster was a really smooth right. ride. So I guess that is what uh, Disney Food Blog is um, kind of comparing it to because um, it's very smooth. You don't even feel like you're on a coaster when you're on it. Mm-hmm. And then Jenna from Resort TV One says it's unlike any ride that I've ever ridden. Seriously, and that is an accurate statement. End quote. I and quote I totally agree with her. I've never I've done my fair share of theme park rides and I have never experienced a ride like that. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for the motion sickness aspect, it would come very close to Rise of the Resistance in my book. Wow. Like, it's almost it's almost like comparing apples and oranges because rise of the resistance is really immersive but cosmic rewind it's just the technology is amazing to see like it's it's hard to describe it's just really really good now i'll give my opinion no i haven't been on it right but i've read enough about it i've seen enough about Mm -hmm. it the experience itself aside I will be fair, okay. Maybe I can't talk about that. But I can tell you about the fact that it just doesn't make sense to have this ride here. It makes no sense at all. I love that little section where they have all of Xandar laid out, the miniature model, and they've got the projection map lighting going on while it's explaining the wonders of Xandar. I think that is really cool. Just like we saw that tribute to Epcot some time ago. Mm-hmm. You put all this time and effort and energy into explaining a fictitious world when you could have enlightened the people on Earth who are getting kind of slower and slower with what's going on around them. You could have enlightened them on what's going on in their own world so they can help their own world. If you can use that tech and make it that cool to explain a fictitious universe... And then when you come out of the ride, you have nothing to give back to the planet. Why not use the technology and the effects and the visuals to be able to learn something, take it out of the ride as Epcot used to do in the other rides where you learn and you take it home and you can do something with it. Why not do that instead of a fictitious IP? You know why? 
the great old mighty dollar sign and no one's going to convince me otherwise look oh my i'm not talking bad about anybody you want to enjoy the ride go enjoy the ride that's the way you want to live it that's cool for me i can't deal with it can't okay. deal with it it doesn't make sense to put a fictitious silly ride that you learn nothing from that stuff is meant okay. for Magic Kingdom. <sighs> Magic Kingdom. So frustrating. <laughs> if you want to learn, okay, uh -huh. go across the street no. to living with the land no. and you learn in the entire no. land pavilion. No, no, no. That's, yes. That's the whole you point. You can learn there. That's the whole point, though. It was. Why can't you just zone out and learn learn fictitious? I want right. to learn about a fictitious right. planet for you, once in my you life. You can zone out. At Magic Kingdom, so that I want you belongs. To go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> in another park, I'm gonna keep going. That belongs in another park. They've destroyed Future World. You need to just. Oh my gosh! You need to just go on the ride. Well, that's not gonna change my. Go opinion. in there and not be not be an angry grandpa and just like enjoy it. <laughs> Just enjoy it, whether it's fictitious or not fictitious. Right. Just enjoy it. I, enjoy the technology. Look, enjoy it all the time and effort that Imagineers put into it. That's great, but it, I'm gonna die on this hill. <laughs> it doesn't belong there at all. Oh my God, <sighs> it doesn't belong. We're not gonna get okay. But just think about it though. We've so, we've dumbed down the ride from. Oh my God! Knowledge. It's been like five hours. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it's a big topic because it's the same topic for every every park. They did the same thing. No, with, uh, Alex, it's the same topic. Whenever we do an Epcot show, this is how you're going to be. And you're going to be so angry. It's the and same topic. And a bah humbug. Hollywood Studios is the same thing. You used oh to God. learn about the movie process. And now there's nothing there to learn about the movie process. <sighs> That's 20 minutes of my life I will not get back. That's right. <laughs> okay. So we need to do an update show. At a point in your life, you need to go on the ride and experience it. <sighs> what is happening now? Oh, I'm fishing. What is, what's I'm, going I'm, on? I'm fishing. And every time I say something, it irritates you. So I just keep fishing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am not a puppet. Anyway, goodness gracious. You earthers right. have so many hangups. So now that we've established that Alex is not entirely happy with the wonders of Xantar Pavilion, I have a Guardians of the Galaxy trivia for Alex. Yay! Woo! All right. So we'll ask Alex a few Guardians questions because he loves the pavilion so much. So are you asking me about the ride itself or about the Guardians? No. No, it's just Guardians trivia okay. because mm, I'm staying right. in theme, so it's not the ride. I mean, I know the Guardians. it doesn't really matter. You don't do well on these trivias anyway. You know what? <laughs> Thank you. That actually made me feel better because that's true, so I can be consistent and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the consistency is the fact that you do really poorly on these trivia. So it's what the people keep it want. Going. People like my humiliation. What they want. Well, they can play at home, but it's funny because if anybody's playing at home, they're probably like, how do you not know this? My gosh, mm. <laughs> how are you doing this podcast? 
ask myself that every day. Um, okay, so question number one, which <laughs> which Disney character did Star-Lord compare Yondu to? Oh, come on. Like, you're making me break tradition. What tradition? Of getting it wrong. It's Mary Poppins, y'all. Really? Yeah! I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> it's like the best line in that movie. I know. Y'all do. Hey! I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> I know. It still hurts, doesn't it? <sighs> it does. It does. Oh, okay. He may have been Question your father, two. but he wasn't your daddy. But he wasn't their daddy. Oh! <laughs> okay, guys. Sorry. <laughs> and then Star-Lord crawling on the, the, the force field. No! No! Oh! He got me. He gets me every time. If you don't know what I'm doing or talking about, this probably seems really weird. Like, why is he doing yeah. Watch the movie. What is happening right now? Watch the movie. Watch the movie. It'll it's it's really good. All right. Question number two. The post credit scene featured an appearance from an early Marvel oh, movie character. <laughs> what was that? So you claim you don't really know a lot about Guardians, but yet you're getting these answers, right? No, I don't know that one. <laughs> oh, are you sure? Are you sure? Question again. Say it again. The post credit scene featured an appearance from an early Marvel movie character. What was that character? Movie character? Movie universe character? Yeah. Not a Marvel universe, but it was a Marvel character. Like Marvel comics in general. Yeah. Okay. Howard the Duck. Yes! Okay. Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, Howard the Duck. I love Howard the Duck. <laughs> want to see that movie now uh -oh. all right and wow you're really killing it on this one alex for someone who like was like not sure you were gonna do well you're doing really good all right now you, you've three. ruined it now <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna bomb this one <laughs> question number three peter is seen at the hospital listening to a mixtape what was the mixtape called what was the title of that mixtape Well, if it's the one they're promoting all the time. In the um, Guardians 1, the first movie. Um, you know what? I don't know exactly. Something like Greatest Hits Volume 1. Something like that. Or No it Way. Was... Al something Ultra Mixtape Volume 1. Something. The words Mixtape Volume 1 are in there. <laughs> okay. Do you give up? I do. All right. It was the awesome, awesome mix, volume one. That's right. Good job. Give me I points give me for credit. words. Half half Some credit the, on. You kind of like mix twenty things yeah. in one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like now that now that's what I call music. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> awesome. The answer is awesome mix, volume one. Kids sing. Good job. What are the kids? What kids sing? Kids bop. Kids bop. <laughs> kids bop. Are you sure? Kids bop volume one. Are you sure? <laughs> No, that wasn't it. <laughs> you did pretty well. I'm surprised. I didn't think you were going to do that well. Uh, that gee, one. thanks. <laughs> I have zero faith in you. All right. Well, we talked enough about Guardians. You all know how Alex 
feels about Cosmic Rewind. It's if wait, any hold of on. you all have experienced the ride. It's ah. not Cosmic Rewind. It's Comic Behind. That's oh, sorry, it. Guardian. <laughs> if any of you have had <laughs> experienced Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. <laughs> Crickets. Or if you want to experience it, or if you don't want to experience it and you side with Alex, we want to hear from you. You can email us at thatreallyswellpodcast.com or comment down below. We'll read your comments in the next episode. We want to hear what you have to say. If you like today's show, if you had a lot of fun, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you guys don't hear. You know what I also want to know? (laughs) You know what I also want to know? I also want to know. Leave what? A, leave a comment if you've puked on the ride. I want to know that too. Oh, nobody's going to admit that. Yeah, yeah, they will. Oh, gross. It's the internet. It's happened multiple times already. It's it the- has happened multiple times already. But it's an amazing ride. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. I'll do it again. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, subscribe, do all the things. We had fun. We hope you guys had fun. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, whatever you do... Do it swell. Swell. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.